everybody. How's it going? This is your buddy Jack. Hope this podcast finds you doing well today. Right? Again, if it's the end of the day, hope you had a blessed one. And if it's the beginning of the day, I hope you do have a blessed one. Right? Nothing like having a good day. Right? Sometimes people feel like good days don't come often enough. Right? And I guess whatever your take is on a good day, mine is if work goes smooth right? I don't have any major incidents um, at work. Of course, you guys know that I work for um, a psychiatric hospital, so <laughs> a good day for me or a bad day for me may look a little bit different than um, what you guys might experience, right? Uh, there are some days where I would take a flat tire any day over some of the stuff that can happen out here, Right? It's all good, though. I hope you enjoy your day if it is morning time for you and that it goes smooth, whether you're at work or it's your day off. I hope you have a good day. Um, So let's get rolling, right? Well, first, don't forget, hit that support button. I appreciate you guys. Anything and everything that um, you feel led um, to offer is great, right? Whatever amount you feel led to uh, give as support to this podcast I count it all a blessing, no matter what it is, right? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, I've learned that over the years. I'm 51. I'll be 52 this year. And I've learned to, man, just freaking don't sweat the small stuff, right? Um, Too many major issues, drama, stress, mental health concerns, um, can really, really be triggered by just a simple scenario. I mentioned a flat tire. Some people will let that ruin their whole day. Even if they had a spare tire and all the parts, the jack, right, and the lug wrench and all those things, and were able to get to the flat tire fairly easily, you know, you got to find a place to roll the car around to and make sure it's level so it doesn't roll off the jack, all those kinds of things. But if you got all the parts... And you can get that tire changed in literally minutes, right? And don't let that ruin your day. Don't let little things like that ruin your day, right? So let's get rolling. Um, Today I'm talking about being in a controlling relationship where one partner or the other one has controlling issues, right? And if this is another one, you know, you can hit that uh, message button. Um, Go back and hit that message button, and we can um, share a conversation about any of the podcasts, really. Anyone that you happen to pull up and listen to, um, you can hit that uh, message button, and I really am up for any sort of conversation, um, good or bad. We can debate it. We cannot. You can share your insight, your thoughts. Um, There is no right or wrong answer to most of the stuff I, I, I talk about. So maybe you want to just share your point of view or an experience you had. Sure. I am game for that. I absolutely would love it. So <clears throat> here we go. First, though, before we get started on being in a controlling relationship, let me start with what um, that looks like. Here I found um, one definition, right? What is a controlling relationship? A controlling relationship is one where one partner dominates the other 
in an unhealthy, self-serving manner. I hope you got that. It's they dominate the other partner in an unhealthy, self-serving manner. If your partner constantly makes you feel intimidated, insecure, or guilty, you could be in a controlling relationship. And of course, there are a whole slew of other characteristics other than just those few. A controlling um, and a uh, controlling in a relationship is a form of abuse. I hope that um, that helps create a snapshot. This whole definition creates a snapshot of what being um, in a controlling relationship looks like, right? Um, and I also got some of that definition um, from a website. They explained it like this. It was uh, raq.org, right? Another good website. So here we go. What do you picture when you think of a controlling relationship? Ponder that a minute, right? Because sometimes it doesn't look or feel like a controlling relationship until things increase, issues increase, right? So perhaps you imagine a partner who is physically aggressive. Doesn't always have to be the case. Or maybe one who... Um, dictates what their partner can or can't wear, right? While these behaviors can be dangerous, there are many other signs of a controlling relationship that can be harder to spot. In fact, some people might not even realize when they're in a controlling relationship. But whether these patterns lead to more severe emotional or physical abuse or not, This doesn't make them any less unhealthy, hurtful, or damaging, right? Relationship and family counselor Val Holden explains that abuse can come in many forms. It can be physical. It can be emotional. It can be sexual, financial, spiritual, right, or psychological. So here's a whole other level of ways that people um, can find ways to manipulate or be controlling. Your partner may not like it when you make plans that don't include them, there's one sign, or when you leave the house without them, right, they pitch a fit, not knowing where you're going, you didn't say you were leaving, all that mess. They might not want you to uh, have a life outside of your relationship, right? and not respect your need for alone time. That happens. And by not having relationships outside the relationship, sometimes some controlling people, um, because that that scenario can include your family members. They will try to create ways to divide you from them. Right? I've seen it happen. They might not want you um, (coughs) to know... They might want to know where you are and who you're with at all times and constantly checking in on you with text messages, right, and phone calls. Sometimes these forms of control can come across as quite caring, right? Hey, just checking in. How are things going? And they'll also be waiting to see how long it takes you to respond. So if you respond fairly promptly, 
right? Then I guess in their mind, it tells them that you're not in the middle of something you shouldn't be. Um, but then they know that you're available to respond, right? Now, if it takes you five, ten minutes to respond to that text message, all that does is crank up that controlling flame, right? But even then, it can come across, I was worried. You didn't answer me back right away, so I thought maybe you were in trouble. And find a way to wiggle in the question, who are you with? Are they able to help you? Mm. Right? So that's how they get some of those things figured out. Right? So just watch it. It comes across. It's quite caring. Or you may feel that your partner just really wants to spend time with you. You know, it can look like that too. Um, Val, the same person, explains also, it's like they make it sound so good that they just can't seem to breathe right when you're not around. They seem to try to come up with every Hallmark card phrase they can think of, um, right, in a desperate attempt to convince you that they need you present, right? They need you with them. That's the hook. They make sound. They make it sound so loving and caring and mushy and crap, right? They do. It's verbal smoke and mirrors, right? It's just jargon. Like sometimes guys will say, <coughs> just to make themselves, well, it looks like they're making themselves wanting or desiring to be the complete breadwinner. I don't want you working. You don't have to work, honey. I got this, right? I'll work for us. You just stay at home. You be a stay-at-home uh, housewife or mother. You worry about the house. I'll take care of all of our financial needs. <coughs> uh, sometimes that's a very nice, quiet, subtle way of saying, I don't want you out around people. I don't want you around other guys at the office. Uh, or wherever, you know, this person may be thinking about working. I don't want you to be around people where you can conversate about our relationship, right? That's what that is. They're trying to contain. It's mm, a good word for that, right? Trying to contain anything and everything that could possibly, I don't, want, I don't know, get them in trouble, um, or get people to see them in a different way. Because they'll be nice and polite to all the people around you guys. But they don't want you by yourself. Around other people. Right? A controlling partner may be overly jealous. And regularly accuse you of flirting. Or cheating with other people. Without reason or evidence. While this might be a sign. That they have their own insecurities. And experiences. From past infidelities to deal with, right? Maybe somebody burned them already, right? Sometimes this behavior is not that it's unwarranted. Maybe in this new relationship it's unwarranted. But sometimes you can almost see why. If the last two previous relationships have, have burned this person really bad, sure, there's going to be a degree of paranoia, right? And distrust. But we've talked about that in previous podcasts too, bringing the baggage of a previous relationship into a current one, right? 
So he may have these past infidelities that he's got to figure out how to deal with, or she's got to figure out how to, how to deal with, right? Because um, sometimes women can be somewhat controlling too. Um, it's unhealthy, unfair for them to constantly accuse you, but it happens, right? That too happens a lot to a lot of couples out there, right? If the lovey-dovey stuff doesn't work, then they do other things to try to control. Trying to frustrate you just enough to prove that you're not planning anything. That's what happens. Right? They accuse, 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 and finally you get so amped up. Uh, and you j- just to prove that you're not planning anything, because um, you want to prove it, right? You want to get them off your back. Then what happens is you stay put. You don't go to whatever schedule activity you had, whether it was friends or not. You don't follow through on your scheduled plans, and your controlling partner wins. I've seen that happen with couples, too. They get so mad, right, so angry, that it's fine. They throw up their hands, and then, I won't go. Well, guess what? Your controlling person just won. Right? They just won. Or sometimes you sacrifice privacy. Whether single or in a committed relationship, everyone deserves privacy. A partner who reads your texts, goes through call history, emails, or looks through your belongings without consent doesn't trust you or respect your boundaries. Right? What's strange about this situation is the fact that there are couples that are not married, right? They just consider each other a boyfriend, girlfriend. There's no real ties, but you still stay. That's how deep-seated this sickness can get, right? I find it very strange when you have couples, maybe they have been together a year, two years, but they're not married, they don't have any kids, it's just them two. And somehow, some way, right, they've created this scenario where the other person that's doing the controlling has their boyfriend or girlfriend in such a frame of mind that they can it seems like they don't even think to leave. Right? It's like it doesn't cross their mind. Right? Of course, sometimes there's some real abusiveness going on there physically, and they're too scared to leave. Right? But when that's not the case, that's how brainwashed people can get. Not in a committed relationship, no kids, no rhyme or reason to stay together, but they do. Right? Then you have criticism. Always putting you down. Let me ask you this. Are you in a relationship now that has you asking yourself, why did all, where did all my confidence go? Right? Ponder that a minute. I've seen that happen too. Or, Family members would talk about a certain person in such a way that it sounded like they had all the confidence in the world. 
and then it's followed up by this other weird sentence. But then they got with whoever it may be, and everything changed. Right? I've seen it happen. Seen it happen. Do you question yourself? Where did all your confidence go? A controlling partner might undermine your confidence and make you feel insecure, putting you down in private and or in public. Oh, man, guys, don't do that. Arguing, bickering with each other is one thing. Don't put each other down in public. That's hard to bounce back from. Let's say that you do come to gain some insight on your controlling ways. And you do try to make an effort to change. But you've already put her down so much in public. You know, maybe you'll be able to bounce back, but there's no guarantee she will. Right? Maybe you can figure out a way to be less controlling, but that doesn't mean she's going to be okay. Doing it in public is the worst. Right? Example. They may criticize the way you dress or how you spend your time, right? Exaggerate your flaws or make fun of you in front of other people, right? But pass it off as just a simple joke. It's just ridiculous. Again, if you're doing that, please stop. Please stop. Some controlling partners don't stop. And at trying to isolate you from your friends and family, as I was saying a second ago. They also try to make you question your sense of reality. I've heard women say that. They had me thinking I was crazy. This common manipulation technique and form of emotional abuse is called gaslighting. It happens when a partner twists the truth to make you question your memories, your instincts, and your feelings. That happens quite a bit. Quite a bit. An example of gaslighting might be when a partner sends you an upsetting text message, but when you approach them about it, they insist you misinterpreted it or you're being too sensitive. I hate text messages. (laughs) I've talked about that in other podcasts too because... You don't get a true sense of what the person is feeling when they make the statement. Right? You kind of read it. You kind of read the text message um, with already a preconceived uh, way of thinking they might have been wanting to say it when they typed the text. Right? I've seen people text back, why are you so mad at me? And you're like, I'm not mad at you. It was just, you know, and especially don't use bold letters. Oh, my gosh. That can either mean you're excited or you're mad, right? Sometimes you have to send every text with a disclaimer, right? Just FYI, I'm not feeling angry at you for any real reason. Then make your statement. That's the only safe way to text message these days. But it's true. These people will send text messages Probably was what you're thinking they're feeling. Especially if you know they're frustrated with you being at your mom's now for two hours. 
and why aren't you home yet, right? So, yeah, there might have been a sideways text, and then they just kind of in your face want to bounce back from it so you're not arguing. Another example might be when a partner breaks a promise to cook you a nice dinner and then blames you for making them feel bad about it, right? (laughs) I'm going to run out of time with this one because it just... That is just so frustrating to see couples do that, right? They fall out. They, 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 they make sure, or maybe they don't make sure. Maybe it is an accident. They run out of time. Maybe they did have to work later, whatever, and weren't able to get to the kitchen in time to start this lavish dinner they promised you, right? And then figure out how to blame you. Because, you know, remember the guy that didn't want you to work? Well, because of you, I'm working more hours. Uh Uh-oh. And because of you, I had to work more and I wasn't able to get home in time to cook. Oh, man. Trying to control your partner's life, their emotions, and their ability to be themselves says more about you than them. It says more about you than them. And it says more about your insecurities than it does theirs. That is for sure. You guys have heard me say before another podcast that pouting is pouting, whether you're five or 55, right? It just looks different. And when grown people don't like it, when they don't get their way, right? Or don't, or feel like um, their relationship is in danger and they act out. It's kind of weird that you want your best to convince this person that they need you, they need to stay with you, and that's just it. But to do that, you take aggressive measures, right? You all, I know you people have heard that you, uh, um, what's the old saying, that uh, you can attract um, more bees with honey, Right? That's, that's just the total opposite of what I think you should do. You should do, if you're a girl or a guy, if it's, you know, you can go either way because there's some controlling women out there too. But if you know their love language, we've mentioned that before, that's the route you should go. Not get aggressive and ugly and hateful, right? That's just the opposite. If you want them desperately to stay, <laughs> I don't think that, um, you know, slapping anybody around is the answer. That's not going to work. If you are frightened and fearful and need to be able to control them, you will eventually push them away. You can never control someone. The relationship will eventually break down to, uh, to uh, become abusive and unhealthy, right? Being in control of somebody really and truly is not happening. People will put up with it for so long and they do eventually go. So if your goal is to get them to stay, you better find some other way of uh, um, professing your love or rededicating your love um, to him or her because 
It's just a matter of time. Your relationship is on borrowed time if you treat them horribly, aggressively, controllingly, right? Borrowed time, I'm telling you, right? Statement from uh, this other PhD, Andrea, um, from Psychology Today, says, (coughs) in all of um, my years of blogging on Psychology Today, the piece that has generated the most, now listen, the piece that has generated the most user mail and blog views by a very large margin is a piece about the signs of controlling relationship, the signs of a controlling relationship. What does that tell you? If her article on the signs of a controlling relationship Right, her words by a very large margin supersede in views and user emails any other vlog or blogging newsletter she's posted. That says a lot, right? That says a lot. Most of her generated communication is on this very topic. That means that it, it's it's troublesome, right? That's just crazy to me because I'm sure I haven't looked, but I know she's probably done, you know, a couple of dozen blogging newsletter scenarios, right? I'm sure she's posted on Psychology Today multiple times, but the one that creates the most traffic is this topic. One of the reasons why... It is often difficult to get the motivation to change controlling behavior is that you can convince yourself that it is coming from a good place and that it could be helpful to your partner. You guys can literally convince yourself that it's coming from a good place, right? I only do this because I love you. I only do this because I care. Right? I hear those words a lot. I hear those words a lot. Um, And I don't know that they truly, truly mean anything. I mean, um, I don't know. I guess we can give you guys and gals, whichever in the partnership here in the relationship, whether it's marital or not, whichever one of you is the controller, we can give you the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Maybe you are trying to come from a good place. Right? Maybe. All I know is regular run-of-the-mill people that just want to live life and be in a healthy relationship typically don't respond very well to aggressive, abusive, controlling um, situations. I'm just saying, right? If you got a gal who is really hoping to bring this man into her life, who is going to be a good, strong, healthy partner, she probably is not anticipating that at some point you're going to be a controlling, I don't know, Dipweed, I'm trying not to use any bad words on here, right? 
had she known that it was going to end up that way, she probably wouldn't have gotten involved. Right? Of course, nobody uses that. Nobody has this disclaimer on their shirt. After six months of a relationship with me, I tend to get controlling. I don't want you to have any friends. You don't need a job. I'll cover it all. And I need you to stay home. If you to actually have that <laughs> disclaimer on a shirt or something, you probably would not be in a relationship for very long, right? <laughs> may not. You may truly believe that if they don't stay with you, then they will have bad things, right? They may have bad things befall them, or they will enter into a relationship with someone who is not as deserving of them as you are. That is your sick thinking, right? If we don't stay together, she'll end up with somebody that's not good for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The stinking thinking that comes with control issue people. Still, I don't know how, but still can shock me, right? While any of these ideas may have hints of truth to them, it's critical that you realize that you are harming them by being controlling. When you exhibit the classic controlling behaviors, you are on the spectrum of abusive behavior. You should probably know that. Maybe you don't know that. Maybe you don't realize that being <clears throat> a controlling person, those controlling behaviors are on the spectrum of abusive until you truly recognize that your partner is better off with no one than they are with you who is attempting to control them, then you are shielding yourself from a reckoning with the full damage that your behavior is causing. It's coming. It will implode, right? And you are unlikely to fully engage with the process of changing it. Right? Controlling people when they do finally get separated, you know, their partner finds the strength to get away. Controlling people tend to find a way to put it on them. Right? Oh, she wasn't good for me anyway. Right? She wasn't good for me anyway. As a matter of fact, she'd rather be with her friends and her family. She spent more time gone. Right? All of those kinds of things to make you the victim, right? Because how dare she leave you or he leave you, right? There are a variety of causes of controlling behavior. From deep-seated psychological dysfunction to past hurt, right? To past stress and anxiety, those tend to exacerbate bad habits, be careful not to fall into the pattern of excusing your behavior, right? I'm trying to help you catch it before you enter into a relationship only to ruin it, right? Think back to the last few people you've been with. And if anybody has ever described that you come across as a control freak, right? 
then do some self-examination, man. It's time. Do not fall into the pattern of excusing your behavior. This exercise is not meant for you to um, avoid responsibility for what your actions are doing. But it's for you to be able to acknowledge them, right? Rather, instead, to gain insight into how to address them. That's what you need to do. There are a lot of people who have control issues, right? A lot of people. A lot of people, usually that sort of characteristic will manifest more at work, right? Or um, maybe into uh, projects that they're working on, right? Where it comes across as just not what you would consider abusive. Now, if all your controlling attention is on your significant other person, and you've been told this time and time again, right? Listen to what these people have said. Find a way to gain some insight and learn how to address it. Much controlling behavior comes from trust issues. Perhaps you were burned in the past. I mentioned that earlier. Maybe you were burned in past relationships or now you have vowed to keep your new partner on a tight leash. Right? You got burned and you're like, no, not this one. This one ain't getting away from me. Not going anywhere. Not seeing anybody. Going to stay on a tight leash. Right? So as to not risk getting hurt again. But again, if you're going to try to control that situation with control issues... You're only going to get hurt again. These people, this person, whoever it is, will leave. Maybe you come from an abusive or neglective background yourself, and you never had positive, collaborative, or loving relationship modeled for you. Now I'm I'm talking about past baggage again. Right? I mentioned it. I've, I don't know how many times I've mentioned past baggage in a podcast you tend to bring those experiences with you right so maybe in the case of not having a loving relationship modeled for you you're not quite sure how to create your own healthy loving relationship and you can act in toxic ways Uh, And the toxic ways that you have picked up along the way from your dysfunctional modeled relationships. Maybe you have some cognitive distortion that put you somewhat out of touch with reality or increase your anxiety to an unhealthy proportion. Right? Are you dealing with a panic disorder? Do you deal with anxiety? Right? When things are out of order, you feel anxious. So in an attempt to keep things in order, under wraps, right? In a sick way, you include your significant other in that. Or maybe your relationship itself has been dysfunctional from the beginning. And your bad habits have been positively reinforced until you've gone or grown completely toxic. 
right? Sometimes the bad habits can manifest within the same relationship and the way you feel about things being out of order can be positively reinforced until they've grown completely toxic. I have to share this story because it just happened. <laughs> oh, this is so funny because when my wife gets, um, one of the things I absolutely love about her is once she gets an idea in her mind, right, she gets on it. And the good thing is she always sees it through to completion, right? I'm not prepared you know, we haven't set aside the funds to redo any carpeting or anything like that. But um, yesterday, her and my oldest stepdaughter um, <laughs> tore up the carpet in my daughter's room, right? <laughs> I think one of the baby boys, one of my grandsons, probably spilled some water or something. And now it was kind of getting that weird, awkward, wet carpet, wet dog kind of smell in there. <laughs> and so she um, just had it in her mind. We got to get it out of there. So they moved all of the furniture out into the rest of the house and pulled this carpet, right? Uh, it, and I'm a little bit OCD, and she knows that. So that's one of the reasons why she tries to put things back in order as much as possible. Because um, to see dressers, um, when you see bedroom furniture, like in a dining room or in a hallway, just in the way. <laughs> it does. It creates a little bit of anxiety for me, right? But I don't act out on it. I know that that scenario is temporary, right? I know that she's, again, going to see it through to the end. She does every time. And um, I'm truly grateful for that, but good golly, all this stuff is all over the house. <laughs> and my first internal instinct is to become aggravated, right? But then I got to play the whole tape through. Time and time again, I know from past experience, my wife's going to see it through. This is only temporary. There's no re reason for me to start pounding my high chair lid over this situation, right? No reason. No reason. Pouting's pouting. Whether you're five or 55, right? So I just take a deep breath. I take a deep breath, calm the anxiety, and just keep reminding myself that it's going to be okay, right? Now, maybe that could happen for other people. Maybe it's a sense of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, that sort of manifests the need to be in control right? Like this scenario for me. And if that's the case, that's something you got to go get looked at. My anxiety, my OCD, right? Is my problem. Right? Same with you. If you just simply have control issues, okay, just own it. Right? Now, if it's fueled by something like obsessive compulsive disorder, right? And that too is your issue. You can't just word vomit all kinds of cuss words at people and allow yourself to become angry 
right? Then you start putting people down, cussing them out, right? You get condescending, demeaning. You say all these ugly things, right? When, But then you still do not take the time to go, wait a minute. Okay, because of this, I'm feeling this way. And because I'm feeling this way still does not give me a right to treat people ugly, right? It does not. Maybe you have some cognitive distortion that put you somewhat out of touch with reality. Yeah, I'm going over it again. Or increases your anxiety to an unhealthy proportion. Or maybe your relationship itself has been dysfunctional from the beginning. And all your bad habits have been positively reinforced until they've grown completely toxic. Or perhaps you have an insecure, suspicious, angry, or narcissistic personality where the only way you have to even um, feel comfortable is to be in charge of others. Getting them to do what you want them to do, right? But you can't utilize that technique to calm your nerves every single time, right? You got to find a way to manage all of those feelings that you're having. They're your responsibility. They're your responsibility. You must, you must, you must remember that they um, they were themselves long before you came along. This girlfriend, this husband, this wife, whomever, has been them long before you came along. Getting with you does not um, at all mean that they have arrived, right? You can't say, oh, now they're with the bomb.com. Now that you've gotten with me, girl or guy, right? You are home free. Eh, whatever. Just because they've gotten with you does not mean that they have arrived and that you can start their lives at that point. Right? This is a grandiose way of picturing yourself. I mean, what if you actually said that? Girl, now that you're with me, your life can begin. Even though you're already 30. Right? That is a grandiose way of picturing yourself. And this behavior does say more about you than it does the one who you think you have control of. Plus, control is, like I said earlier, truly just smoke and mirrors. Just an illusion and a temporary one at that. Most controlled people do eventually get tired of it. It's just a matter of time before they find a way out, right? So guess what? Your relationship, again, is on borrowed time. Borrowed time. Depending on what underlies your controlling behavior, it is likely that you can use a professional counselor or a psychologist uh, to help support and the changes I hope that you are willing to make or want to make, right? Past traumatic history, difficulty managing uncomfortable emotions, 
problems with trust or ingrained dysfunctional habits can all benefit from working with a therapist. If any of those things are what you feel fuel the fire of control, go see somebody. Go get some help, right? Maybe your controlling issue is not the end all for the relationship, right? And if you're in a controlling relationship and you're the one that's being controlled, you got a couple of things. You can either find a way to wiggle out if it's safe, right? Or maybe encourage the person to go to couples counseling with you to start off. Um, Because people with control issues are going to, it's hard to get them. It's hard for an outside person to get them to understand that they need therapy, right? Because then they're not in control. Then they're not in control. It's the complete opposite of what they feel they need to have. It's tough to work through. And sometimes, unfortunately, all you're left with is having to leave. So be careful out there. If you were listening and you're the one with the control issues, please get some help. Right? Please get some help. I'm glad to talk to you guys again today. I appreciate your time. And again, thank you for listening. I uh, got mad love for you all. Right? And I'm hoping this helps somebody gain some insight on how damaging having control issues can be. How unhealthy it is right? And in some cases, how dangerous it is. Um, So be aware of that. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be blessed.